Nobody's coming. For all we know, we're the only living people for hundreds of miles. We have to be thinking survival. Walking, we might as well be sitting ducks. We can survive, but we have to be smart. You see anyone that isn't us? You shoot them. Is that all life is now? We just live and kill? I just worry about what happens when I have to make that choice myself. There's something out here with us. You've all felt it by now, right? Traveling around us? You must have heard it, felt it. following us. What were you shooting at? I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> I, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Gruesome for doing this uh, podcast. It's great to be able to talk here with a couple of the actors from The Collapsed. Uh, with me, I've got John Fantasia, who plays Scott Weaver, and Lise Moule, who plays uh, Emily Weaver, the mother and father of the family. So, uh, hello, guys. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Lee. Okay. Hi, John. Uh, how you so doing? Good. <laughs> so we're going to be uh, pretty pretty loose here today, I guess. Um, I, I, I'm going to start just by talking about how the film came about. Uh, my writing partner and I, Kevin Hutchinson, have been writing a slew of horror movies over the past few years. We're up to five or six now. So we had this one called The Eternal we've been trying to make for a couple of years, and we got halfway through our finance, but the budget was just too high for the way the market is right now. Right. And we thought, well, well, what can we do? Uh, how can we get a movie out there to start gathering fans and, and more exposure for us in order to grease the wheels with investors further? And uh, the collapse was born. It was something that we could shoot very quickly with limited money up front and still have a quality product. Uh, I, I hate to use the word product, but quality film that could be out there and being seen to right. kind of put us on that next level of the ladder because you kind of have to climb it. Right. So uh, at, from that point, we, we wrote it uh, in May, May, in tw- May 2010, I believe, in, in a few weeks. Uh, we rewrote it through the casting process, but we got into casting pretty much right away. Uh, and then, John, how did we get you, by the way? We did auditions for everyone, uh, we even auditioned for John's role, but he couldn't show up for some reason. Yeah, you, you guys um, put it on Craigslist. So for all you body masters out there that 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 uh, are trying to get work, man, I was just trolling Craigslist, and I was I was going everywhere because I was originally um, in Seattle, and uh, it was just I was dying up there. There just wasn't a lot going on. There was a lot of first-time filmmakers and stuff like that. But I found the ad, and uh, it sounded like something that I could be interested in doing. And I sent my reel along to to Justin, and he replied and sent me a script, and I replied back and said, "Can I send you an online?" video, but I didn't tell him I was in Seattle, and he said, sure, and I did, and then I think a month or two later, I get a, an email saying, you're it, you're Scott Weaver, and I go, that's great, you know, and I didn't realize the, how big 
the part was in the movie. <laughs> so um, Scott emails back, like I said, and uh, not Scott, just emails back, emails back and says, you've got it. And I emailed back and said, well, I'm coming from Seattle. You know, what's the gig today? So he goes, well, I didn't realize you were in Seattle. And I said, well, look, you know, as long as it's paying, you know, I'll make my own way up there. I'll take care of my accommodation and all that sort of stuff. And uh, Justin gets back and goes, look, I don't know if we can do this. And I said, look, let me at least read the script. And I read the script and I said, holy crap, it's the lead. I've got to do it. Plus, they were shooting on the red camera, and I knew it was going to be a good quality film. I knew it was going to look like a film. Right. Because of the virtue that they were shooting on the red. So I said, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Plus, it's the lead. You know, whatever I have to do to get out there. So it was a few emails back and forth. And then Justin kind of, you know, said, uh, well, he was kind of sent me a reel. He sent me a videotaped audition. I just thought he had to work that night. So he, he brought his own props to the videotaped audition. Like, there's, a, I'm not going to say the scenes in the movie, but right. like, he went all out. And out of everybody we saw, even live, he, you know, he just he had it. He had to get it. So we we made something work, and I'm really glad he it did. Um, right. You know, I don't think the film would be what it would what it is with without John. Hell no, I agree. I agree. But but I now to take my hat off to Justin as well for having the courage to, to, to let me come out and do it because it's it's a hard thing for a director to put faith in an actor, some especially someone that he, that he doesn't really know his work. Right. And Justin had that faith in me, and and I'm glad it worked all the way around. And it was great cast and all that sort of stuff. So you know we all got on well together. You know Elise, me, and 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 Steve, and 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 and, and a Ross and stuff. So. I, I think it worked out well. I'm glad Justin's happy, and, and I think we've got a really good product to show for it. Well, and Lisa, uh, Lisa was in the regular casting, and uh, I, I, she was just the best we saw, and, and she she did quite well uh, in the movie. I, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed her performance. Um, she, she's kind of got this frazzled sort of on edge feel to her the whole time. Like I don't know, little shell shock maybe. Lisa, how how did you approach it? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the way I approached it, is um, when the movie starts, they're already on the run. So, I mean, they've been through some stuff already, and um, and, I, and I figured, uh, you know, she's not going to be uh, Susie cheerful. I mean, she's been through a lot. Um, she's kind of shell-shocked. Her, her life is disintegrating around her. The world is disintegrating around her, and... Uh, and, you know, how would somebody deal with that? Well, there's different ways people deal with it, but I think I don't think it would be an unusual reaction that people would just sort of be numb. And and that's sort of, I, that's sort of the, the approach that I took, is that this is how she gets through it, is by just sort of insulating herself in herself and, and just trying to get... Better is the way, is the characters in the movie, they're all lovable characters, the mother, the father the daughter and the son and I think that connection right there really makes the film succeed even more you know because you see that the movie has real life family issues if you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm not going to say too much yeah. but at least I fell in love with you when I first saw you in the film I mean when I say love I mean your acting ability and just I knew the performance that you're going to going to perform in the movie is going to be matchable to your husband you know but I again I, same to you a very good performance in this movie very good thank you so much well I, I think um, I just wanted to sort of address that is that I mean the the core cast the family members we got along so well off screen I mean it was really a great shoot I mean we all had a really good time we had a chance to do a few rehearsals 
so we had a chance to get to know each other before we showed up on set. And I think that really made a difference, don't you, John? I think so, yeah. We, we got together in, uh, what, was that, what was that supermarket? <laughs> the Loblaws Superstore. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, the Loblaws. Okay, there's like a little restaurant thing in the Loblaws. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Loblaws, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we got together. Yeah, six. We had our own coffee. Yeah. And then, then really we met our... actor space. <laughs> yeah, and then we met our kids <laughs> over at a bar. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that, that's got to be right. That's what you, that you do when you see family, right? You drink. <laughs> Every family reunion I've been to has been like, I don't know, enabling 40 alcoholics. Oh, brother. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm but kidding. If, if My family's going to listen. I'm joking. <laughs> well, on the approach of, of, of the actors, you know, you asked Elise what her approach was, was, was to creating her character. Just quickly, I wasn't sure what, what Justin was after, but what an actor always tries to do is try and make the part actually bigger than what it is. Right. <laughs> so when I read the script, I thought, this dude is a superhero. That's how, that was my approach, that he's the, the leader of the family. He's got to be strong. And when we got to the first table reading, I had a clear-cut vision of what Scott was going to be. And we had the reading, and Justin, after the reading, goes, that's really good, John. And he looked at me really serious, and he said, that's really good, but can you lose the Batman voice? <laughs> yeah, he was going all Christian Bale. <laughs> no, it was good though. John's process was actually refreshing for me because I remember we went to this, this bar, Betty's or something downtown, and we sat down with yeah. the entire script, and he had like notes on all the dialogue, and, and like I, I'd rather say it like this, and then we discuss it and the reasons why we do this and what, and, and that's a refreshing approach to me. And I don't see a lot of directors don't let actors comment on anything. But uh, I, I like to make a film more like it's a community. I'm, I'm not Terrence Malick. I'm not. <laughs> you right. know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just starting out. And if I close my ears and my mind off to everybody else around me, then I'm a fool. So, mm -hmm. it, sort of making a film is, is always, always a big community anyway. So if, I, if I'm on set and a PA walks up to me and says, you know, it, it's a broken protocol, but if a PA walks up to me and says, uh, you know. I thought this would be a cool idea. I, I don't welcome it, but I'll listen to it, and I'll uh, if, if it's good. I mean, I'll use it. <laughs> <a lot more. laughs> oh. um, okay, so the movie's a post-apocalyptic thriller. It's about a family of four trying to escape the city during about the last week or so of uh, of the basically the first week that everything falls apart. Not everyone's dead, but a lot of people are dead. The streets aren't safe to be on, and they're pretty much empty. But there's still people in the city. They want to leave the city and get to the, the small town they used to call home called Dover's Bend, where their other child, their third son, may still be alive. So they decide that they better take to the forest and uh, stay away from populated areas in order to avoid other survivors, because there's danger there. Then there's another element that I'm not going to say much about, but uh, let's just say there might be something else in their way. Right. That, that something else, you know, might be, you know inhuman in some way shape or form right yeah and uh, you know now the, the woods that was shot at now where was that at uh, there's this uh, really great 100 acre horse ranch uh, north of the city called uh, Magic Morn uh, I guess I'll throw a shout out to that they, they're just it's massive massive property with tons of different forest looks and the further you go back it gets deeper and deeper and more poison oak filled but deeper and deeper. Uh, and so you basically you can see miles of trees back there, and it, it just, 
you know, it's a million different looks. So we shot a lot of the forest stuff or most of it right on that one piece of property and all the barn and farm stuff as well. Um, but then there was the hunting camp scene, which is my family's hunting camp north of the city in Coe Hill. Uh, so we, we were all over southern Ontario for different looks. Yeah. A bit of feedback here. I'm hearing myself. Oh, it's done. It's over. Yeah, it does every now and then. It's weird. But one thing yeah, I will yeah, say... We had a lot of different looks and the same mosquitoes everywhere we went. <laughs> yeah, and, well, I mean, it's, it's Ontario. It's all the same mosquitoes. We have the same type of cockroach and the same type of mosquito no matter where you go. <laughs> nice. But now, one thing I will say, I'm a big... I don't, know, I don't know if you heard my reviews. I think I might have said it in the review. I'm a big horror fan when it comes to woods. Uh, and I love really? that, that woods thing in horror movies. There's something about it Grown up in the, uh, I'm an 80s horror child, 80s hair metal oh, guy. So, so much of it in the 80s took place in the forest, because, well, a lot of it was just a, like an economical choice. They're cheap to shoot in, basically. Right. Um, you know, it's a big piece of property. You can do anything in the woods. You don't need, you, you know, you can shoot a lot of stuff in natural light if you shoot it during the day. But, uh, I, yeah, I love the forest, too. And, and a lot of the way we shot the woods, I, I basically told my DP, the B-roll we get, I want it to look like a BBC Life Nature documentary, and then we're going to make it creepy. Right. So we, we kind of approached it in the way that um, on Trier did uh, Antichrist, where the forest itself is almost like a living character in the film. Right. So you have, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that was how kind of how we wanted it to look, but so that so that there'd actually be atmosphere, because so many low budget projects are missing the vital ingredient of horror, which is atmosphere. Okay, now I'm going to ask a question to John and then Lise. John, now after now I know the movie's been shown. Uh, now, where has the movie been shown at so far, Justin? Uh, well, in uh, Canada, it had a theatrical run in Calgary, Toronto, Hamilton. Um, it'll probably be doing another show in Toronto in July, okay. uh, and then in August. Um, okay. We've got our U.S. premiere this weekend at the Fangoria Film Festival in Indianapolis, uh, the Days of the Dead convention. That's awesome. Uh, Yep, and then we have another U.S. one later in July that I'm, I can't mention exactly where, but uh, it's another really cool one. Okay. Um, but so publicly, that's about it, and it's also playing on Super Channel in Canada right now. Nice. Now, John, now since he since he said that, now has your life changed a little bit since the people who have have seen the movie? I mean, as far as fan mail, I mean, it might sound like a dumb question, but has has your star power jumped up a little bit? Well, are you familiar with IMDb credits? Well, and, yeah, or IMDb.com? Yeah, or anything like any... Did you get any mail about, you know... like? No, hey, I didn't get any mail, but, but my star status, when, the highest I got was like 68,000, which is really bad for an Indian movie because of the collapse. But I haven't received any mail. I haven't um, received any great works of offer, but... Uh, I'm sorry, great, great um, offers for work and stuff like that. But I'm just actually relocated down to Los Angeles. That's where I am right now okay. in L.A. All right. So I'm trying to get established here, and, and I'm, I'm sort of pushing the the movie uh, more from the acting aspect, you know, to, to try and get some work for myself here because it hasn't been released yet. But uh, in in in, uh, in the states, but you know, you keep doing what you're doing, and and it's it's tough. It's not easy. There's people down here that that have got a lot of credits, a lot of film work out, and they're struggling to get work. Right. You know, it's yeah, always it's one of those town. things that you look for a vehicle that's right for you. Right. You know, so. But one that might change for. Sorry, that might change for them. Um, 
our, our like wide release sort of around yep. the world is, is set to be like the first couple months of 2012 at this point. We can't say with who. Right. Uh, we'll be able to publicly announce that soon, but we've moved uh, a number of territories at this point. Well, that's and, what uh, that's that's what yeah. I was going to say. Um, with independent horror, uh, super low budget and low budget horror films, when when the horror genre gets hooked on a film, John Lease, I'm telling you. <laughs> Once they see the film and see your performance, you're going to find out. Now, John, for your, for your case, the way, the role that you played in the movie, I know a lot of people who would use you in some type of form of a role in other movies because you played it so well. You know, as far as being a leading guy, you know, I can't say much of the movie because it's, it, there's a, a big there's a, there's a twist, but I'm not going to say no more. But the character yeah. that you played in the movie was very incredible. People. Independent horror film, I've, I've noticed, like actors that can turn their, like it's a, a light switch. They can change their performance. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you have it. This is a start for well, you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. A lot of the credit goes to Justin. We, we, mm-hmm. we didn't rehearse a lot of stuff. But, you know, I, I knew when we got to set, when we were shooting what he was after. And it's just one of those things where you just got to, you know... You just got to bring your best game on the day because it's always about on the day. You've got to shoot on the day. There is no, there's no other takes. If you don't get it on that day, you're screwed. So a lot of it has to do with being focused. And and I think Steve did a great job. Lee did a great job. You know, and 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 Anna Ross as well. You know, and I think everyone bought their A game, which is good. But when you're in that kind of a creative environment, you kind of just automatically bring your your best game to it, and then. And I just happen to have that role, you know. And if any of one of the other actors in their role, I'm sure they would have done just just put a job. Do you know what I mean? Right. But yeah. just going back to atmosphere, I just want to make one point. You know, most horror films are shot at night. What Justin and Kevin did, they shot this thing in the forest during the day. Mm-hmm. So to make a movie creepy during the day, that's that's not an easy thing to do. Yep. And that's exactly what I'm going to comment that's, that's on. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are night scenes in it, but most of the, like, most of the real moments are all pretty much in daylight. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It has that Dawn of the Dead feel. Like, most of that was all daytime, too. Now, Justin, mm-hmm. you are on my radar now. So I will be okay. watching you and what your stuff that you put out. So you did well, a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you did a great job as well. And, Lise, um, I have an off. No problem. It, just, it, was, it was truly a labor of love. I mean, it, uh, you know, that, that relationship you see on film, I mean, it was real. We all got along so well, and, and Justin just created this wonderful environment where we just, um, I think, you know, I think we all did our best work. Right. And I can't... <laughs> You're doing all right. It's, uh, <laughs> good. But anyways, um, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, though. It's, uh, it, That's a good thing. Yeah, you did, you did a nice job, Scott. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Sure. I enjoyed myself. All right, Lee, you have fun with that. Cause yeah, I, it sounds like a lot of fun. Because I know you're in a zombie film, or, or were you not? Um, yeah, actually, wow, well, I had to think about that. Yeah, it was way back when I was first yeah. going out. I did uh, Awakening. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Told you, zombies get I, my attention. I was a crazy lady. In oh, that one. yes. I, I can picture that, seriously. <laughs> oh, a Lynn Lowry type, huh? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. They kind of let me go wild, and and I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for coming on. 
Okay. No Thanks a lot. Again, thank yeah, you thank to you. Justin McConnell, the director of The Collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Mool, right? Mool, yeah. Yeah. We have Lise Mool. She played Emily Weaver. We have John Fantasia, who played Scott Weaver. And we have the up-and-coming, talented director, Justin McConnell of The Collapse. I want to thank every one of you for coming on today. And uh, keep up the great work and uh, stay in touch. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank you very much. Talk to you Justin. Bye, Lee. Yeah, no problem. Bye, John. Bye, Good talking Bye. to you. All right. Yeah, take care. You See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Nobody's coming. For all we know, we're the only living people for hundreds of miles. We have to be thinking survival. Walking, we might as well be sitting ducks. Survive, but we have to be smart. You see anyone that isn't us? You shoot them. Is that all life is now? We just live and kill? I just worry about what happens when I have to make that choice myself. There's something out here with us. You've all felt about now, right? Traveling around us? You must have heard it, felt it. I think it's following us. What are you shooting at? I don't know.